0: You just arrived for your professor's office hours with 10 minutes left. There's time for one question, and your professor has to answer quickly, but clearly and accurately so you understand. Welcome to Cali Laudals, your audio law professor. Today you asked Professor Arthur Best of the University of Denver School of Law to explain using character evidence for impeachment purposes and compare that to other ways of using character evidence.
1: You're bringing up a really interesting question. You've noticed that evidence law claims to hate the propensity inference, that evidence law has as a starting proposition the idea that evidence about a person's character is prohibited if the reason someone wants to introduce the evidence about a person's character is to prove that the person acted on a particular occasion in a way that the character suggests. So you've noticed that evidence has this anti-propensity inference idea, but you've also noticed that evidence law allows the character inference, allows the propensity inference from character evidence for impeachment. So uh, basically you're asking me, how come evidence law treats evidence about a person's character one way for impeachment and another way for substantive purposes? Why are those differences present and uh, can we explain them? The best way to start this uh, is to quickly review the character evidence rules and the principles that uh, support the claimed prohibition against character evidence. Rule 404 in the federal rules. Uh, says what I've been saying already quite a few times. If you want to introduce evidence about the kind of person a person is, and you want to introduce that evidence to support a conclusion that because the person is that kind of person, he or she probably acted in a certain way on a certain occasion, you're prohibited from doing that. Why does evidence law hate the idea that jurors could conclude that because a person's a certain type of person, he or she acted that way? Let's take an example about out-of-court conduct. So in a bank robbery case, can the prosecution prove that the defendant is a greedy person or is disrespectful of private property? Can the prosecution prove that about the defendant's character in order to support a conclusion that the defendant did rob a bank? Can character be used to show how a person acted out of court? And the answer is no. That's the general answer. We prohibit that. Uh, We prohibit it because it's too hard for a jury to really know what a person's character is, and even if a jury did know what a person's character is, it's very hard to say that we really act often in ways that strictly conform to our character. But here's a contrasting example. At a trial, somebody testifies. Can the opponent of that witness introduce character evidence about the witness to prove that the witness is generally untruthful? So I'm really asking, can you use character evidence about a person to persuade a jury that the person acted in a specific way while in court? Can you use character evidence to show that a human being who testified probably lied on the stand because that's the kind of person he or she is? Answer to that is yes. So. Evidence law says you're prohibited from introducing evidence of greedy character to prove bank robbing out of court, but you're allowed to introduce evidence of untruthful character to prove lying on a particular occasion, namely lying while testifying. So why does evidence law have this ambivalence? We should probably think about the reasons why evidence law prohibits character evidence in any cases. One, character evidence is vague. It's only loosely connected to the conduct uh, somebody might offer to prove. Another thing is that in criminal cases, criminal defendant's character that might be relevant is probably bad character. And we want to protect criminal defendants from the jury deciding, well, I'm not sure that the defendant really did the charged crime, but I am sure the defendant's a bad person and might as well send the bad person to jail. Another idea is that because consequences in criminal trials are so big, we always want to avoid sending defendants to jail on weak evidence. So, evidence law says no propensity evidence if offered to prove out-of-court conduct. But there's another half of evidence law's ambivalent stance towards character evidence, and that is that evidence law lets it in a lot of the time. For example, The defendant is allowed to put in evidence about the defendant's character, and then the prosecution can answer that. Uh, The defendant is allowed to put in evidence about an alleged victim's character, and then the prosecution can answer that with evidence about the victim's good character and even evidence about the defendant's own character for that same trait. In a homicide case, if the defendant seeks to prove in any way that the victim was the first aggressor, the prosecution is allowed to introduce evidence about the victim's character. So those are major loopholes. Evidence law says character evidence is bad, but evidence law tolerates it when the defendant chooses to use it. And then, besides these pro-defendant loopholes, there is the major Rule 404A3 loophole, which says here's an exception to the ban against character evidence for propensity purposes. The exception is impeachment. For impeachment, the rules explicitly say character evidence is allowed. Rule 608 says you can introduce opinion and reputation evidence about a person to show that he or she is untruthful and that supports a conclusion that he or she testified untruthfully. Rule 609 says you can use past convictions to show the same thing, characteristic untruthfulness, to support a conclusion that the person testified untruthfully. Now, are any of the reasons that support the general prohibition of propensity evidence in most cases for to prove out-of-court conduct, are any of these no propensity to prove out-of-court conduct? Are any of those reasons weaker when you use propensity evidence to prove in-court lying? They may be. Maybe the link between untruthful character and likely perjury is stronger than the links between lots of other character traits you could imagine and lots of various kinds of -of out-of-court conduct. And maybe the character trait for untruthfulness is a clearer character trait than some other traits like violence. Also, uh, when you use character evidence for impeachment, the target of that character evidence is any witness at all, not necessarily the defendant. So the risks of prejudice against the defendant are smaller. And by the way, when you do use character evidence for impeachment and the person who was a witness was a criminal defendant the rules uh, have very special balancing tests to protect the defendant against risks of unfair prejudice and finally when you use character evidence to prove out-of-court conduct you are usually at the heart of a case the out-of-court conduct is what the jury has to decide about on the other hand When you use character evidence to support a conclusion about a witness's credibility, that's a side issue. Character evidence about a witness's credibility just helps the jury decide, did a particular witness testify truthfully? That's quite different from a jury deciding, did the defendant commit the crime? So where are we? Evidence law claims to hate the propensity inference. Evidence law allows it in lots of criminal trials, mainly under control of the defendant. And then for impeachment, evidence law allows it in all trials done by any party. One more thing to remember, the styles of proof for character evidence are closely controlled. Reputation and opinion evidence are always allowed where character evidence has a place in a case. And additionally, for impeachment uses of character evidence, you can use opinion and reputation testimony and also proof of past convictions. So that's a quick summary of some similarities and differences in the treatment of character evidence to prove out-of-court conduct compared with using it to prove in-court conduct.
0: Laudables are produced and distributed by CALI, that's the Center for Computer-Assisted Legal Instruction. You can find more laudables at www.cali.org slash laudables. And you can send your questions and feedback to laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at org. The Laudable Theme Music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.